Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, 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 it's another Talking Real Money Q&A day. I'm Don. Welcome to the show. I have a question. How the heck did it get to be October already? It's October. There's only there's only a quarter left in the year. There's only three months left. Well, we best make the most of those. It's funny when you get older, it just moves, doesn't it? It just moves so fast. Well, today we have so many questions. Over the past week, we've just been flooded <laughs> with the kind of questions we've been asking for, which are the called-in kind. Called in to 855-935-TALK. Got a ton of those. 855-935-8255 is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week number to which you can call in your questions. You can also send them in, type them in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form or record them in your own voice with your computer at TalkingRealMoney.com. So we get them all those ways. But today we're going to do phone calls. Kind of keep a common theme for the show. So today we've got... Looks like I got five calls for you today. And um, so let's just get right to them because we got to get through these. There's a lot of them, and uh, we'll see what we got here. Let's start here. Hi, Don. Okay, got a question for you. I'm not sure this is a pertinent uh, question for money, but my daughter uh, is receiving this child tax credit. She received the check uh, that was dated July, and she received the one that was dated August. Uh, I am on the IRS site. It shows September, but uh, actually, it has. She has not received it yet, and apparently, she looked up some kind of a bulletin board or whatever. And other other people have not received it yet. I'm guessing. Uh, again, I'm not sure that this is anything that's too relevant to the show, but I thought I'd give you guys a call if. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's really about it. Again, this is Pete from Vegas. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. The question's about money, so the question is legitimate. Of course you can ask this question. Uh, the, uh, the child tax credit went out on time in July and August. It didn't go out on time, as you know, for September. They had technical problems. Gee, there's a surprise. In an economy where you know, there's a, a ton going on, a, a lot of positivity, and everything, yet everything, seems to be failing, doesn't it? Well, the government system failed, and they had to delay the checks. And I think the earliest they were going to go out was October 1st, which means they <laughs> the checks in the mail, <laughs> supposedly. Uh, but my gosh, everything, everything seems off kilter and out of sorts. Uh, you know, I tried to get a piece of equipment for the studio and it's back ordered and no one knows when it's going to be available. We were moving some stuff from our house in Virginia to Florida and they had no idea when the stuff was going to arrive. Now we know they, we had a call. It's coming in next week, but it's everything. It's everything. If you look at Great Britain, look at the mess. They can't get people to drive trucks. We can't get people to work in restaurants or hotels or actually almost any business right now. Uh, it's a weird world we live in. But I'm here. I'll be trying to help you deal with money at 855-935-TALK. Let's head to the next question. Hey, hello. This is Jenny. I have a question 
to whether to pay to to take money out of my condo, which I bought last year cash. Uh, bought it for four thirty. It's worth five over five hundred thousand now. It's in Bellevue, well, like Kennedale. Um, and I'm 58, and turn 59 this year. I need to figure out. I got about 300,000 in fidelity. I started my designer, starting to work again, uh, full time, um, having some regular income. So, you know, having that job might be good to be able to potentially get a mortgage or get a, you know, like a cash refi. I'm thinking 150,000. Like you say, it's not good to have the money all locked up in one place is hard to access. Love to hear from you guys. I need some advice. Um, just basically what to do. Should I just go ahead and try to cash out some of that money? And I have no debt. I have an 820 credit. Um, so love to be able to get some advice on this. Thank you so much. Bye. So you have a half a million dollars of equity. That's a lot of equity. We do believe that having locked up equity is not a great idea. Because, you know, bear in mind, your condo has appreciated dramatically in a very short period of time. I, I would not count on that increase. You shouldn't count on that increase. But the reality is your condo will probably not fall below a couple of hundred thousand dollars, even in the worst case scenario, the worst environment. So you're pretty safe taking out a hundred and a half thousand. But the only way it makes sense, and today I just checked rates today. They're, they've they've climbed back above three percent again, and I don't like predicting, but it does seem reasonable to expect they're not going to go much below that unless something dramatic changes economically. But to take one hundred and fifty thousand out and to invest it in fidelity as you're doing with your other money where you have the distinct long-term potential to make more than 3%, we believe is a reasonable bet. It's not a certainty by any means, and but over the long run, the odds should be, and, well, honestly, they have been in your favor in the past. We don't know what the future will bring, but having that money, if this is a condo you plan to live in for a very, very long time, having that money available in case of emergency elsewhere is also a good thing so that you can take care of emergencies. You can take care of a health issue that comes up. It's available to you. You don't have to sell your home. So if I was in your shoes and I was in your shoes, I would do it. I think it makes sense, and I believe Tom agrees with me that it, it makes sense. Again, the number is 855-935-TALK. Questions can also be sent in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Here's another one. Currently, I have a 457 and a 401k traditional and Roth from my work. The traditional 401k and the 457 have about the same, which is the bulk of my money in the accounts. I also have a Roth IRA and a small brokerage account with my fiduciary financial advisor. My current plan is to retire at 58 years old, if not earlier, which is about six years from now. My question is this. If I could, or if I need, to begin a distribution, which account would you suggest I pull from first? Also, could you please explain any real difference between a 457 and a traditional 401k now? 
I continued to fund them equally, but when I began them, the rules were so different regarding distributions, that's what made me start the 457 to begin with. Now it seems like they're very similar, and I can't really determine which I may or may not need to put a little bit more in because of retiring early. Anyway, thank you. Love listening to the podcast. Have a great day. The way we believe you should start. There is a hierarchy of withdrawal accounts. When you retire, the first place from which you should withdraw is your taxable account. In your case, that's your brokerage account. The place in which you're not getting the bigger tax advantages. Then it's from your 457. Ah, 457. Because you're not yet 59 and a half. So if you had to take some out early and you've tapped your brokerage account, nice thing about 457s is the lack, and you asked about the differences, the lack of a penalty for withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half. They don't, because they're not regulated under ERISA like 401ks. They have some slightly different rules. So you can take money out without penalty. Whereas in the 401k, prior to 59 and a half, you would have a 10% tax penalty in addition to your tax. With the 457, you would just have the tax. Some of the other differences, but I don't think that they necessarily matter that much to you, uh, are, are you can take out emergency. Well, this might matter. You can take money out without penalty for an emergency. Uh, you can also catch up in a 457 more than you can in a 401k. They have higher catch-up provisions for those who didn't fund it at the max in the early years. So that's the big difference. Otherwise, they're very, very similar. Both of them are tax-deferred. Both of them have RMDs. Uh, Both of them you get taxed as ordinary income when you take money out. And I think that's all you asked. Yes, we're good. Thanks so much for calling. And again, the number is 855-935-TALK. Here we go. Here's our next question. Hello. I'd uh, like to know if there's any way to figure out when would be the best time to take your Social Security, uh, depending on the value you have or money you have, I guess. Um, I'm 64 right now, and I'd be able to take it, but also I've got about a half million in investments, and my income is pretty much I don't need a lot of income. So any guidelines you have at all i'd appreciate it thank you bye well the answer to this question is always our our standard answer it depends and that's why we like to see everybody eventually when you get close to social security time sit down with a uh, an accountant or a 100 percent fiduciary advisor one hundred percent fiduciary advisor not someone who sells commission products to and go over the best options for you the various scenarios because you're not going to know the right answer because to know the right answer you actually need to know a lot of things you can't know like when you're going to die that'd be the biggest one i mean if you know you're going to die sooner than later you're going to die in your 70s or maybe early 80s it's better maybe better to take it earlier If you're going to live a long life, it's better to take it later. So our rule of thumb is if you can afford to live 
in retirement after the age of 62 or 64 or 65 or whatever it is, you've got the income and you don't need Social Security, and that's exactly what you said, then it makes the most sense to take that extra 8% that gets tossed into your check every year that you wait past your past your full retirement age and your full retirement age for you is like 66 and change maybe it's 67 um 60 yeah somewhere around there i have i'd have to look it up but uh wait wait if you can wait until 70 absolutely wait i mean the difference between my full retirement age check and my 70 check is is huge i mean it's huge it's almost a thousand dollars a month that's a lot of extra money in retirement and it's great incentive for my wife to keep me around for a while. So, no, she would get my check anyway. Never mind, that didn't work out. She could knock me off. Uh, let's see. Uh, once again, the number is 855-935-TALK. I'm Don McDonald talking real money with you on uh, the podcast that we hope we hope you tell your friends about it. And, of course, every Friday we try to answer a bunch of your questions like, well, this one. Yes. Um, in 2019, my husband and I took out um, uh, about $20,000 from our retirement account, and I knew we'd have to pay tax on it. What I didn't know was that it was added to our income for that year, which disqualified my husband from getting the Obama healthcare discount. And so we owe the IRS consequently $18,000 we have to pay back the discount because we don't all pay back, you know, the money that we'd have to pay for. So um, we use that money to pay off credit cards. So we still had, you know, a low income for the year. So, but I guess because we took that money out, it disqualified us from the discount. Apparently, um, this year, they don't uh, they don't do that, or they're changing the laws so that you wouldn't have to pay it back. I believe. Um, I hope this makes sense. I was wondering, is there any way that we can get that discounted at least, or um, you know, we don't have eighteen thousand dollars, so we're paying monthly to the IRS, and it's costing us going to cost us more we'll never pay it off so i was wondering if you had any advice um you know that we could appeal or i from what i i called one of those tax places like optimum tax and they said that they couldn't help us so i don't know if we're just stuck with it but um if you could let me know i'd sure appreciate it if you've got any advice thank you Bye-bye. Here's another example of the importance of consulting with a tax expert or a financial, a fee-only financial advisor before you do something like take withdrawals from an IRA that you don't intend to put back in within 60 days. Because not only are they taxed and penalized if you're past 59 and a half, but they, the, the way they're taxed is they get added to your adjusted gross income. So anything that is reliant upon that adjusted gross income for governmental rules of any kind, whether it's Roth IRA contributions or subsidies on certain plans, certain things like health care, you've got to be aware of that going in. And I know it's too late that that, but this is, this is a message for everybody else. Please 
get some tax advice. Even if you're strapped, you can see you can go see an accountant probably for 150 200 bucks and save yourself potentially a ton a ton of money. What can you do now? Well, it's not going to be easy. None of the options that are open to you are going to be easy. Do not call any of those people who advertise on the radio to reduce your tax bill. All they're going to do is cost you a lot of money and maybe get you in more trouble. You could you could spend some money and you might want to try and find it because 18,000 is a lot of dough to find a CPA or an accountant of some kind who has experience negotiating with the IRS. Because what you need to do, and you could do this on your own, but it's not easy. Uh, you can contact the IRS ombudsman's office, which is supposed to be an advocate for you. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Depends on who you get. But remember, they're all overworked. They're, they're, they're worked to death because their funding is, has been cut regularly. And you can make what is called an offer in compromise. The other person you could contact if it's is a tax attorney, but they may be a little bit more expensive. You may get a little bit better help if you get a tax attorney, though. But it might be worthwhile to at least check with some tax attorneys in your area and see if you can find one or two who will give you a free few-minute consultation to discuss what it might cost you to get a professional represent you before the IRS in presenting an offering compromise because that is going to be the only way. You say, okay, we'll bite the bullet and we will dig up $14,000. We'll borrow it from neighbors or friends or whomever. We'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll mortgage the, the, the house. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll get that. We'll pay you off in full if you agree to write off the rest of it. That's what that means. Uh, but I, there, I know professionals in every field are expensive. I gripe about my dentist fees all the time. I couldn't believe how much I had to spend at the dentist recently. But I'd rather have a dentist do the work than not have it done or have it done badly. I want a good one. Uh, you need to hire professionals from time to time because basically you end up cutting off your nose to spite your face, saving money that ends up costing you. Pennywise, pound foolish, that kind of thing. So uh, there are ways to get that reduced, to get it completely eliminated. Psh, probably not. But good luck. And uh, I wish you the best. I hope you can get this all settled out. Again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And I want to remind you, if you're listening to the podcast when I put it out on Friday or right after Friday, Tom and I get together and do a radio show that turns into a couple of podcasts next week. We do this live on Saturdays, every Saturday afternoon from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. We go on the radio in Seattle, which makes it noon to 2, Seattle time, and we do a show on Como Radio. You, though, no matter where you are, can both listen to it live, because you know there's all these radio services, or you can listen on Como's website. But you can also call us live 
at the same number, which is really handy, 855-935-TALK. And we can then have a conversation on the radio, which is kind of nice. And it also becomes part of next week's podcast. So call us on Saturday afternoons between 3 and 5 if you want to talk live. If you have a complex issue, and I, one of the calls we got was incredibly complex, so I forwarded it to our advisors. The woman had a ton of questions that I couldn't possibly answer in this podcast format. If you have a really complex one, it's like, I just don't, don't, don't know what to do with anything. I am totally confused, or I need to get a plan started. I've been procrastinating, or somebody's trying to sell me something, or they've sold me something, and I don't know what it costs. I don't understand what I own. I've got a hodgepodge portfolio. Help me out. We will have our advisors do that for you, and they'll gladly do it, and they will do it for free, and they will do it with no sales pitch. Really, I promise. You could call and yell at us on the show if you wanted, live, if we ever, if they ever try to do that. But they don't. It's not worth their while because they like to help too. So just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, which is the website for our firm, Vestory by Appella, and just set up an appointment. And they'll get with you on the phone or on Zoom or maybe in person, but not for most of you. And, you know, you can send your documents and all that stuff. So it's easy. It's really easy. Or you can call us. This is for a meeting at 800-386-3004. Just go to vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. I hope to talk with you tomorrow on the radio on Como. And thanks so much for listening. One more thing. If you love what you hear. Please tell people. We're growing this podcast like mad. It's been growing like crazy. And we really appreciate it. As a matter of fact, go type in Google Investing Talk Radio or Financial Talk Radio. And we come up in like the top three or four, five, six maybe uh, listings, which is thanks to you. Thank you. Thanks for making us popular. Thanks for helping us do something that we believe is very, very valuable. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, enjoy every moment of your life. We'll talk really soon. I'm Don McDonald, hanging out, talking real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.